Welcome to The Best of Charlotte, a podcast featuring the best small businesses and the most influential professionals in Charlotte, North Carolina. Each week, we'll bring you a new interview with those small business owners and professionals that are making a big impact here in the Charlotte area. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Hamm, and this is episode 50 of the Best of Charlotte podcast. It's a good time for me to say thanks to you, our listeners and subscribers, for following along with me as I connect with the best and brightest in the Charlotte area. I want to also thank the local PR and marketing agencies that have reached out to me over the past few years to introduce their clients to the podcast. You've all been really instrumental in the growth of this production, and I appreciate your enthusiastic support of the work I'm doing. You know who you are. Last but not least, big thanks to the amazing local brands and nonprofits that have joined me to share their stories. It's been a real honor, and you are the reason I call this podcast The Best of Charlotte. Speaking of The Best of Charlotte, in this episode, I'm going to be talking with Lauren Deese the executive director of Charlotte Wine and Food Week, presented by Truist. Lauren shares the story of this annual event that brings together fine wine and dining experiences to benefit some very deserving local charities. Be sure to check out the complete show notes for this episode at www.thebestofclt.com. For now, lean in and get to know Lauren Deese and the story of Charlotte Wine and Food Week. Lauren, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Lauren, great to have you on the podcast. Yeah. Food and wine is, uh, of course, one of my favorite topics. So this is really exciting to feature Charlotte Wine and Food Week on the podcast. Uh, it's an incredible event that you guys hold each uh, each year. Lauren, before we jump into details about Charlotte Wine and Food Week, share for the listeners a little bit of um, just a little bit of your background. How did, what were you doing prior to joining the team there and um, and actually taking over? And uh, how did you discover Charlotte Wine and Food Week? So um, I have been in the food and wine event space the great majority of my 20 uh, year career since graduating um, college. I am a Charlotte native, um, but moved to New York City slightly after graduating and uh, found myself uh, falling into a pretty cool job at Bon Appetit magazine. And that was in the early 2000s when the notion of the celebrity chef was sort of coming up uh, and and Food Network was starting to take off and, you know, before Top Chef started. And it was a really, a really interesting time to to work in the space. Um, we were creating events, um, tasting events all over the country um, with celebrity chefs. And, you know, and then from there, I moved into a couple of other jobs, kind of all in the same space before eventually moving uh, back to Charlotte. And um, my my background throughout all the food and wine experiences I've worked on is that I had a passion specifically uh, in the beverage space. And as that passion started focusing more, it was always in the wine space. So when um, when this job became available, I was actually working remote for Atlanta Food and Wine and on another event called Wine Riot. 
and um, I had I had met Dockery Clark, my predecessor, who uh, was quite quite the mover and shaker in Charlotte uh, with the Bank of America and some other things when she was working on the DNC here in Charlotte. I had met her then, and uh, my name sort of came across her desk and we spoke and she said, well, I tell you what, when I decide, I, I think I'm not going to leave this job. I think, I think you might be good for this. <laughs> so <laughs> kind of funny how that happened. And then she put my name in the hat and, and it worked out. But what I really loved about it was I had known about Charlotte wine and food. Um, some of my friends, uh, you know, parents were, were on the board back in the day, believe it or not, we are 35 years old this year. Wow. Um, so, so I had known about it through them. Um, some of the founders and, and I, and I had been to an event when I first moved back, um, just for my own enjoyment. And, uh, when this came up, I thought, wow, isn't this, isn't this a special fit for me after everywhere I've worked? Um, this brings together, you know, we are wine forward in our programming. So that's that's that passion point I kept leaning into. Um, and then you added to it that we are a nonprofit and we are charitable and we are in Charlotte. This is my hometown. Um, and, you know, I've I've settled here. I've been back here since 2009. And it was really special to me that not only could I use my expertise and my experience and my passions in this job, but I could also do good for my community um, and build community. So it's been exciting. All the people I've met, uh, both from my board to working with the chefs and restaurateurs, um, the mixologists on occasion, as well as the wine community, not only uh, around the world that we bring in, but also a lot of the local talent, a lot of the local wine experts we have. So um, it's been, honestly, it's been amazing. I've, I've been with the organization five years and I just, it's, it's been a great fit. So I've, I've been lucky. That's, uh, that's really amazing. It, so the stars really kind of lined up and your, you know, everything you had worked for in your career really kind of came to fruition here in back home in Charlotte. And um, really great that your successor, I'm sorry, your predecessor was able to handpick her successor. I mean, that's, uh, or at least, you know, sort of uh, put a good word in, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, I had to go through an interview with the board. But mm -hmm. I think whenever you leave any job, especially one like this, where we have a we have a small team, you know, full-time staff of two, <laughs> me and one other, and then we have um, some wonderful freelancers and um, you know, people that come in and out and support us. Um, but, you know, with the legacy this organization has had, you know, I, I certainly would feel how I would want to leave it in better shoes than I found it. Um, and so I think that that was a special part. And it's fun, you know, when we run into each other now and and uh, she, she she loves to call me and say, oh, that's smart what you're doing or, you know, mm -hmm. and so <laughs> it, it's great to have that consistency for sure. I love it. Charlotte Wine and Food Week is really a magnificent event. And in my research of this event, I noticed a few names that looked really familiar. Names that have actually been guests on this podcast and guests on other uh, podcasts that I produce, uh, specifically our Lake Norman platform. So some really amazing, talented people in the uh, restaurant and uh, restaurant and hospitality space. Uh, who have built some amazing brands here in Charlotte and 
as well as uh, one name in particular on the, uh, I believe he's on the board uh, in, in the wine space. So I'm not going to name names, but uh, folks okay. can kind of go back through our guest list, both here and on the Best of LKN podcast, and we'll probably see who I'm talking about. So, uh, but that said, Lauren, let's uh, let's dive into a little some details, a little bit of um, information about Charlotte Wine and Food Week. We could probably take a lot of time to talk about it, but can you share just a little bit of the history, um, the inspiration behind the organization and the event, and then uh, we'll kind of dive into what's going on this year. Yeah, so um, we were founded in 1989 um, by a bunch of uh, gentlemen, mainly, who at the time were uh, wine passionate, sort of Napa Valley was starting to become a uh, a world-class wine area, and I think they were a group of of guys who really you know started collecting wine right and and through that they 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 realized they kind of looked in some other communities and saw that people were doing these wine auctions to raise money for charity and they said well let's let's do that too and we can bring really really important figures in the wine world to charlotte so they did it and it was just a one night thing and then um, from that, it grew into Charlotte Wine and Food Weekend, and it was every other year raising money for uh, various local to- local charities. And, you know, it, it was a really, they brought in some huge names throughout the years. Um, and then since about, I think around 2015, 2016, the event started becoming more annual. Um, and and the reason why is that the biannual situation, unfortunately, with Charlotte's growth and, you know, just so much going on in our community meant that we would sort of fall off the calendar. And in order to keep our momentum, we realized that this really should be an annual event. So it became an annual event. And then I also noticed that it wasn't really just this little weekend. It kind of stretched throughout the week. So in 2020, we did a little bit of a rebranding um, exercise and strategy sessions. And we rebranded the the core event um, that happens every April as Charlotte Wine and Food Week. Um, we are now six days of activity across the week. Um and, and then as an organization, we started going by Charlotte Wine and Food. We do have some programming that takes place throughout the year. Um, and this allows us to have more consistent staff, more consistent messaging, um, and, and just keep our momentum, of course, and, and stay on that community calendar. It's amazing how the event has grown from just sort of a really a few people getting together at sort of the grassroots level to do something um, interesting and rewarding at the same time for local charities to this just amazing uh lineup that you have uh just looking at the 2023 lineup and schedule of events is is really incredible um lauren share a little bit about what's new for 2023 yeah we you know we are excited about uh some of the growth that we've had and you know our intention has been to to grow but to grow and keep the intimate experiences that are associated with fine wine events right um and that helps us attract the best uh wineries so we uh our our schedule is had some similarities to what um you know long-term patrons would would expect from us which is um a series of private and also public vintner dinners um, at 
the private dinners are in homes. The public dinners are at, at restaurants around town. Um, some of the best uh, fine dining restaurants that we have in the city are hosting our dinners. We pair up, um, you know, a vintner, a wine expert, and the wines at these dinners. Multi, uh, multiple courses, usually a welcome wine and four courses. And um, at those dinners, you know, you they're like I said, they're intimate enough that you can really interact with the um, with the winemakers or the wine experts that are here. And then ad additionally, we have our charity partners there talking about our mission. We have our board hosts there making sure that you understand that we're not just here to drink wine and great food, but we're also here to raise money for our charities. Um, and then there's a couple of other ways while you're at those dinners to get involved from purchasing raffle tickets to getting involved in our online auction. So all of those things are happening simultaneously at that shared experience at the dinners. Um, and then on Friday night, we used to have our, our large signature walk around grand tasting that has moved to Saturday this year, but it's the same great event, um, you know, 20 different wine stations, over 10 chef stations, um, all local live music. And then you get to also have a physical preview of our online auction as well. It's a lot of fun. It's uptown at the Wells Fargo atrium and for the, I think the sixth year now. And then um, on Friday in its place, as we move that back, it's kind of what I call our connoisseur uh, level experience. So this is really for those savvy wine people, sometimes those collectors. And that's why we called it the Collectors Gala and Live Auction. So this is a new event this year. Um, basically, the way it's going to work, it's going to be really cool. Kind of like a mini brand tasting view. We're going to have 15 um, high-end wineries pouring a lot of the wineries that you'll see at the dinners during the week, um, a couple of chef stations, and then, and that'll last around an hour and a half until we all sit down for a family-style meal. The winery partners will actually sit down with patrons and share their wines at that table. Uh, and the patrons can also bring wines from their cellars. So in fact, we have sort of a bottle share situation happening. And once we get gathered and some, you know, food and lovely wine in our stomachs, then we're going to open our live auction. And that's going to feature uh, the best, you know, most exclusive lots from our auction for the week. Um, and, you know, auctions are really um, a huge part of our fundraising. So that's going to be a lot of fun. It's at a new venue called The Ruth by Beaumont. It's beautiful. Um, if we have good weather, we may even be able to be outside a little bit. And uh, so getting a lot of a lot of positive feedback on that. Um, and I am looking forward to it. Um, and then last but not least, on Sunday, we're going to wrap it up. So on Sunday, we have two really wonderful events that will be outdoors, weather permitting. They are at a beautiful terrace garden, which is um, attached to the Carillon Tower um, uptown behind the Grand Bohemian. And uh, we have a wonderful uh, decor company, All Day Soiree, coming in to do um, to do tablescapes. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun with those. So first, we have that bubble brunch presented by Shandong. Um, during the afternoon. And then in the evening, we have Buenas Noches, a celebration of Spanish food and wine uh, to wrap up the week. And um, after those close, we the online auction will also be closing um, that evening. Excellent. I did notice on... So first of all, that's just... As that week sounds amazing. 
I noticed in the schedule that um, some of the venues where the dinners and uh, wine tastings will be taking place are, I mean, some of the best of the best in the Charlotte area. Uh, you guys have partnered with some amazing uh, brands for this event. So um, it's really exciting. I'm not, I don't, we don't have time to list them all and I don't want to single anyone out. So I'll just encourage listeners to check out Charlotte Wine Food Week. Of course, we'll have links in the show notes and we'll tell them where to go before we close today. Can you share some details about the four charities that the event will be benefiting this year? Yes. So um, all of our charities focus on children's causes, they, but they all have quite different uh, missions and areas that they support. So starting with... Um, the Learning Collaborative is a tuition-free preschool in the Greer Heights community, and they are called the Collaborative because they actually also help the, the parents take a collaborative approach to that early education. Um, and then Augustine Literacy Project is a, they train volunteer tutors to go into the school system and work with children that are not at reading uh, grade level. Basically, they say you learn to read until you're in third grade, and then from there, you read to learn. So if you don't hit that key milestone, you start falling, these kids start falling exponentially behind. And we know that the need out there is somewhere around 20,000 students that could benefit from their services. And currently, they're serving around 250 um, and with a lot of success. So we, we're trying to help them grow and get more tutors and support more kids. Um, the next is Gen 1. So Gen 1 is only about five years old. They were started by a teacher um, at Eastway. And he developed a program to take to help support high-performing first-generation students navigate to and through high school and into college. There's a lot of things that these families do maybe haven't experienced themselves about how to get scholarships, how to apply, what's that process? What do I need on my resume, if you will? So um, it's really incredible what they've been doing. And just the funding we've been giving them has been exponentially blown up by the amount of scholarships these kids have been able to get. And that's one of the biggest barriers to staying in college is the financial side of it, not their their ability to do it. So um, they're incredible. And then last but not least, we have Thompson Child and Family Focus. We support their program called A Child's Place. That program specifically um, puts families through a, a, a program with social work and support for families who are experiencing homelessness. So you can imagine um, with the prices of things rising in Charlotte um, and that becoming a, pro a problem for us, but if if your home life is not stable, then how can you also have that stable education that all of these other partners are are supporting? So we like to think that collectively they are supporting upward mobility in Charlotte, and we're just so proud to partner with all four of these wonderful organizations. Can you repeat the name of that last one for me? The last one is Thompson Child and Family Focus, and we specifically support their program called A Child's Place. Thompson Child and Family Focus. Got it. Okay. Sorry, I was writing at the at the same time as I was trying to listen. So excellent. I will, of course, we'll have information, uh, links to these charities and nonprofits in the show notes for this episode and encourage 
listeners to um, do, uh, have a look at them for sure. Awesome. This is wonderful. Um, we kind of went over the schedule overview, so we I don't think we need to recap that. But it, this this event is just magnificent. I mean, kudos to you and your team and the board, the venues and the and the brand partners who have uh, who are contributing and um, participating in this event. It just it looks absolutely amazing. How can listeners learn more about Charlotte Wine and Food Week? And by the way, we're recording on. Tuesday, March 21st, I'm going to try to release this episode as quickly as possible, uh, get it out there to help promote the event. Is it too late to uh, participate or register? No, we are we are fortunate. We do have a couple of events that are sold out, but mm -hmm. uh, there's plenty of options, wonderful options still available at this time. Um, you can go to charlottewineandfood.org to uh to see the schedule to purchase tickets alternatively sign up for our newsletter and follow us on social media where we will be putting out uh important updates and and notices there as well excellent i'll have those links in the show notes of course we will tag charlotte wine and food week on uh instagram when we promote this uh episode and of course, the show notes can always be found at the best of that's the home for this podcast Lauren, uh, just want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule, especially leading up to April and sharing a little bit of information and the story behind Charlotte Wine and Food Week and just wishing you and the team uh, the best of luck this year. And uh, thanks for everything that you guys are doing. Thank you. And and thanks to all of our wonderful partners. It really does take a village to to pull this off. And um, we're excited and hopeful we'll have our most impactful year yet. I have no doubt. The executive director of Charlotte Wine and Food Week, Lauren Deese. Lauren, thanks again for joining the podcast. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. Big thanks again to Lauren Deese for joining the podcast and sharing the story of Charlotte Wine and Food Week. Friends, you can learn more at charlottewineandfood.org and follow them on Insta at Charlotte Wine and Food. I'll have those links as well as the links to the nonprofits Lauren told us about in the show notes for this episode. As always, you can find the complete show notes for all of our episodes at the home of Charlotte's number one small business podcast, www.thebestofclt.com. I have another episode right around the corner for you, so I sincerely hope you'll subscribe to the podcast and have a listen. I'll have it released in just a few days. Until then, cheers, Charlotte. Bye for now. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Best of Charlotte. Please consider subscribing to the podcast to stay up to date on our weekly episodes and leave us a review. Until next time, cheers, Charlotte.